All right, what's up Liquid Church? How y'all doing today? My name is Nathan and I'm one of the pastors here. And at Liquid, if this is your first time watching, we are one church in many locations. And today is a historic day because all of our locations are watching online. So whether you're watching from the comfort of your home or a coffee shop, wherever it may be, we are so glad that you are watching with us today. If you're watching on Facebook, why don't you go ahead and, and give us a heart, give us a thumbs up. If you're watching on our website, you know, you can put a hand emojis up. It's good to be with you today as we are in part two of this incredible series called Wind and Fire. Now I'll tell you, this series has really been speaking to me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely sensing God's power in my life, his love for me. He is burning away the fear and the uh, insecurity in my own life. Who else is feeling that right now? If you're feeling that right now, go ahead and leave a comment uh, on Facebook or in the chat uh, and share what the power of the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. Now, I want us to remember what Pastor Tim said at the beginning of the series. He said, the Holy Spirit is not a doctrine to be believed, but a person who gives us power to receive. Amen? I know I can't hear you, but go ahead and give us an amen from wherever you're at. You know, last week uh, after the first service, I was going to a meeting and a woman stopped me and she seemed really flustered. She says, Pastor Nathan, I really need to talk with you right now. And I said, absolutely, let's talk. And she said to me, you know, Nathan, I just started following Jesus and I was in the service and, you know, I just started going to church and then Pastor Tim had us, you know, stand and, and hold our hands up and, and experience God as Abba, as our Father. And all of a sudden, these words started coming to mind. I, and I didn't understand them. I, I didn't know what they were. And as soon as I opened my mouth, this language started coming out. And I got really, I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? Am I having a mental breakdown? No, you, Pastor Nathan, you gotta know, I'm not like a weirdo or anything. I'm, I'm actually a doctor. I'm a very logical, precise person. What's going on? And, and I told her, you're actually experiencing what Pastor Tim was talking about. You know, Pastor Tim was talking about experiencing the big hug when your Heavenly Father comes and he embraces you. And in the midst of that, he actually gave you a brand new gift. It's the gift of tongues. And tongues is a, uh, is a prayer language. It's a language that's unique to you and to God. And so when you're with God alone, you can just pray that language to him and connect to his heart that way. I emailed her uh, later in the week to see, hey, how, how are things going? And she said, it's incredible. I, I can't even explain to you what God's doing. All I know is, is when I'm in his presence, I just cry. But they're good tears. You know, later in the service, there's another woman uh, who stopped me and said, you know, Pastor Nathan, can I talk to you? I don't know what's going on at our church right now, but I'm overwhelmed. I go, really? Tell me more. Well, during the last song, when, when the worship leader asked us to stand up, I, I couldn't stand. I actually got so weak, I, I fell down, and I just started feeling this fire going up and down my body. I just started to feel the sense that God loved me, that, that he actually cared about me, and I just started to weep. And she was also experiencing the big hug from her Heavenly Father. I told her, this is your birthright. You're his child. This is what you deserve to experience him. In fact, this phenomenon throughout the scripture it's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you're watching online right now, go ahead and, and write the word baptism in the comments section. I want to see that you're paying attention. 
And you see, we see this term baptism demonstrated in all through the book of Acts, especially in Acts 19. And that's where I want to uh, camp out today. I want to take a look uh, how the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes on God's people. In fact, Paul, who is one of the early church leaders, is taking the message to Jesus. He's traveling all over the known world. and He ends up in modern-day Turkey. He goes to a city called Ephesus, and there he finds some disciples, and he starts to ask them questions. He asks them uh, this, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It's kind of an odd question, but I think as Paul was talking with them, he's realizing there's a gap somewhere in their faith and in their understanding, and here's what they said. They, they answered, no, we've not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So, you know, Paul is kind of traveling, and he sees some, some folks that are kind of, uh, you know, sympathetic to the cause of Christ, and he's, like, talking with them, and, and he says, hey, have you heard of the Holy Spirit? And they're like, who that? Who? The Holy Spirit? Like, what, what are you talking about? And for many of you, that's where you were at last week, wasn't it? You were like, I've heard of Jesus, and God I kind of am aware of, but Holy Spirit? You know, the Holy Spirit is one of the most mysterious parts of the Trinity, and for many of you, you're trying to figure out how does the Holy Spirit fit into your life. And if that's you right now, I just want to let you know you're in good company. In fact, that's exactly what these disciples were struggling with. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, and that is in Jesus. So guys, these dudes were, were probably starting to follow John the Baptist, who's actually Jesus's cousin. He's this uh, fiery prophet that would invite people to come to the desert and get baptized in water. But his baptism was a baptism of repentance. I mean, you got to turn away from your wickedness. You got to turn away from your sin. And really what he's saying is you got to turn to Jesus. John was actually Jesus's hype man. In fact, I love this one line that John says. He goes, listen, I'm baptizing you with water, the baptism of repentance. But when Jesus comes, oh, <laughs> when Jesus comes, he's going to give you baptism baptism of fire. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And these disciples missed that, missed that part. And so Paul wanted to complete that step, wanted to lead them to the, to the direction that John was pointing them to. And it says, on hearing this, they are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So we see this really powerful moment where Paul says, guys, this faith that you are looking to that's made you good moral people, which is great, I want to help you actually experience Jesus, the guy that John is actually pointing to. And he prays with them, and he baptizes them, and they experience the supernatural gift of speaking in tongues. They experience the supernatural ability to prophesy. And if you're kind of wondering what, what's up with these, these gifts, well, next week, Pastor Tim's going to talk more about the miraculous gifts of the Spirit. He's going to talk about gifts like tongues and prophecy. But the main thing you need to know is this, is the Bible doesn't say that tongues is the only way that you know you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you know that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit when you get this sense of peace and calm in your life. Sometimes you get a sense that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit when you feel that heat, that warmth coming over you. Or sometimes it's in joy and laughter. You're just like, oh my gosh, God is so good. You know, we respond differently to the baptism of the Holy Spirit in different ways, but what we need to focus on is the deep internal work that God is doing when we have those experiences. So what do we mean by baptism in the Holy Spirit? 
Well, the word baptism literally means soaking. It's actually a textile term. It's when you take a piece of white cloth and you dip it in to dye and it's transformed into something new. It's taking this fiber, which is just bone white, and you're, and you're submerging it in these explosive colors of green and red and blue, and it goes, and it's transformed into something new. It goes from being ordinary to extraordinary. And, and that's exactly what happens when God's Spirit is soaking in you. Your grayscale existence actually starts to explode with a Spirit-filled invasion of colors, and you are fundamentally changed from the inside out. You are no longer the same person that you once were. You go from being spiritually dead, spiritually alive. That's what happens when we're baptized by the Holy Spirit, or baptized in the Holy Spirit. In fact, here's what's interesting. The Bible doesn't say there's just one baptism. The Bible actually tells us that there's three baptisms or soakings. The first is baptism at salvation. This is what we see Paul praying over John's disciples. This is the first soaking in the Holy Spirit. It's when we receive the Holy Spirit when we first put our trust into Jesus. In fact, many of you, last week, you stood up to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and experienced baptism at salvation. The second is baptism in water. This is actually something that Jesus modeled for us when he got baptized in the Jordan River with John. It's when we say, I'm going to die to my old ways, my old life, and say yes to the life in the Spirit. I'm going to follow Jesus wherever he leads and do whatever he tells me to do. Which brings us to the third baptism, which we call the filling of the Holy Spirit. This is a continual experience of spiritual renewal. Go ahead and type out renewal right now wherever you're watching. See, from God's Spirit, we need to have a regular refresh you ever have your, your, uh, what, your, your browser kind of get stuck and you need to refresh it? That's exactly what this, we need a refresher in our lives on a regular basis. And the truth is these baptisms are all accessible to us for our transformation so that we can actually live the spirit-filled life that God has for us on earth. And whenever we feel like our lives are powerless, whenever we feel like there's something missing, there's something kind of dry, we need one of these soakings. So can I ask? Which baptism do you need today? Which baptism do you need? You know, I want you to hold on to that question, put it in your back pocket. We're going to come back to it. Because I think it's an important question for us to answer. Because in Acts 19, when Paul is talking to John's disciples, they actually did not even experience the first baptism, which was baptism at salvation. And maybe you're like John's disciples. Maybe you need that first encounter with the God's Spirit. Look what Paul told John's disciples. He says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. Now, this word repentance, it's kind of a churchy word, but literally what it means is you're going in one direction, and you realize this is a bad direction, so you turn around and go in a new way. And so for many of you, or many of us, we've had this experience where we're like, you know, I need to turn away from being self-centered and being shallow and being fake. And maybe God has something more for my life. Maybe God wants to do a greater work in me. And see, what ha is happening is we're actually turning away from what the Bible calls sin. Sin is anything that separates you from your creator. It's anything that separates you from your relationship with God. You see, sin actually is the root cause of all evil and suffering in our world today. And God longs to have a relationship with you. Sin's created this gap that God wants to reach over. So God sent his son Jesus to you 
He sent his son Jesus so he would actually take your sins upon himself and die for your sins so that you could actually have a relationship with God. Jesus bridged our brokenness to God's holiness. And when you trust in Jesus for salvation, we receive his Holy Spirit for the first time. In fact, that's exactly what Anita experienced. You see, Anita was born in Hungary, and she really didn't have much contact with religious people or spiritual people. She just kind of looked down on them until she actually had a powerful, life-changing encounter with Jesus. Check this out. I was born in Hungary in the 1980s, and this was at the time when the country was still under the communist regime. And what this meant in terms of faith is that it was not discussed, not at the workplace, not in schools, not at home. And I grew up with the notion that religious people were disillusioned, uneducated, or just not very intelligent. In my 20s, I moved to England. One Sunday, a friend of mine invited me out for coffee. And it was really nice, but at the end of it, she said, um, I'm going to church now, do you want to come with me? And I really didn't feel like it. But then I thought, well, I have nothing else to do. I'll go along and if it's too weird, I'll just leave. And to my biggest surprise, the speaker that night didn't seem disillusioned or uneducated. And actually, some of what he said made a lot of sense. So that confused me. I went back to church, but that night was different because it felt like as if everything was for me. The sermon, the prayers, even the songs. And at the end of the service, the pastor said, I feel like there is somebody here who feels broken. And I instantly knew it was for me because I had been feeling broken for a very long time. But there was no way I was going to go up to the front. <laughs> then he said, or, you could echo this prayer in your heart. And then I, th and I thought, okay, why not? So I closed my eyes and I said, Jesus, if you are real, come into my life. And at that moment, the worship band started playing a song that kept repeating the line, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. This huge wave of emotion came over me and there was a huge warmness around my heart, like when a heart is being mended. And I never cry in public, but I couldn't stop sobbing. And I guess I didn't even have the time to feel embarrassed about it. A friend of mine came over to pray for me. And I didn't know it then, but I know now that what happened is that I got filled with the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what happened to many of you last week. Maybe you remember that you stood up when Pastor Tim asked you to stand to hold out your hands and you embraced Abba for the first time as your spiritual daddy. And what happened was that you were actually sealed with the Holy Spirit. And for some of you, it was this profound experience. You felt spiritually alive for the first time. In fact, this is how Paul describes it. He says, for we were all baptized by one spirit. 
so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We were all given the one spirit to drink. What Paul is saying is this. You've already gotten the whole spirit of God. Maybe you experienced salvation when you stood up last week and you're like, well, what do I need to do next to experience the spirit? You don't have to do anything. You already have him. He's already inside you. He is with you. And he's sometimes called the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is within you, leading and guiding you for the rest of your life. You don't have to ask again. You've already received him. But can I ask, do you remember putting your trust into Jesus that way? Do you remember taking that step of faith to say, Jesus, I want to make you the CEO of my life? Maybe you were at one of our campuses last week and you experienced the power of God and you weren't ready yet. But maybe this is the week as you're watching from your own home, that you're ready to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. If you've already taken that step, that brings you to the second baptism, which is the baptism in water. Baptism in water. You know, throughout the book of Acts, we see this pattern. We see this pattern of people giving their lives to Jesus, where they experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit at salvation, and then what they do is they actually uh, get baptized in water. They actually go through the waters. In fact, listen to what Peter says, one of the early church leaders. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, guys, baptism in the Holy Spirit is something that's internal. And when we get baptized in water, it's expressing outwardly what's happened on the inside. And what we're essentially saying is we are now saying goodbye to our old ways and saying yes to the new life that God is giving us. In fact, at Liquid Church, when we have baptism at all of our campuses, what you're going to see is hundreds of, of people wearing blue t-shirts that are going to step into a tub, a hot tub, and they're going to go in the water as a way to symbolically say, I am done with my old life, my chaotic ways, my sins, and all of my dysfunctional patterns, and now I'm now living life in the Spirit. I'm going to walk in the victory that God has for me. That's the symbolic power of baptism. It's drawing a line in the sand saying, I'm no longer doing the old stuff. I'm living in a new way. In fact, that's exactly what Caitlin's going to be doing during our spring baptisms later this year. Caitlin, if you are part of our Morris County campus, you probably recognize her. She's actually one of our team coaches in Liquid Family. And what Caitlin, you know, when you first meet her, she is vibrant. She is full of life and energy. But Caitlin will tell you, that wasn't always the case. In fact, for about 15 years or so, she struggled with chronic illness that put her in a lot of pain all the time going from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist, trying to figure out what was going on. Made her feel anxious. She struggled with depression. And she finally got to the point where she's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Here's what she writes. She writes, After losing my first post-grad job and months of new symptoms with new specialists and what felt like a never-ending battle with my health, I decided I'm done. I'm done fighting. And as I drove home, I made an attempt to take my life. What Caitlin said was uh, she was driving on 287, and she was trying to decide how fast do I need to go so I, I can kill myself, make it look like an accident, and not hurt anybody. And as she's kind of thinking through how to do this, and she starts to speed up a little bit, the tractor trailer that's in front of her blows a tire and stops 
right there in the road. And in the last minute, she veers to the side and ends up on the side of the road. God had spared her. And in that moment, she said, God, I'm, I'm so sorry. Will, will, will you forgive me? God, I know you have more for my life. I just feel so, so low. And she said in that moment, she surrendered her life to Jesus. But she's like, but I don't exactly know how that looks like, and I'm just trying to figure it out. And that's when God brought her to Liquid Church. She, she came to Liquid this past June, and she started learning about who God was and who she was in God's eyes, and she started to learn more about the Holy Spirit, and actually experienced the Spirit's power, which led her to say, you know what, I've, I've received the Holy Spirit. Now I want to go public with it. I want to show the world that God is inside of me. L listen to what she says here. She says, after years of searching for a doctor to fix my life, a therapist to shift my mindset, and friends to validate my misfortunes, I realized I was going at it all wrong. I was looking for the world to fix me, but no worldly fix will ever change my life the way Jesus has. I, I needed the healer. I went from surrendering to my pain to surrendering my pain to him. Wherever you're watching right now, give God a praise. If you need to make a, a like or send out an emoji, whatever you need to do, give God a praise right now because that's what God does. That's what the Spirit of God does. He transforms us from the inside out. And when we go through the waters of baptism, it's our way of saying, this world doesn't have what I need to transform and change me. Only Jesus does. Caitlin said this, listen, Jesus didn't take away my pain, but now I surrender my pain to him. My pain doesn't define me. My relationship with Jesus does. And maybe you're here today and you experienced that. Maybe this past week you experienced that and you're saying, yeah, I want to live this new life for Jesus. Your next step is to go through the waters of baptism. You can sign up for our spring baptisms later this year to identify with Christ. Which brings us to the third baptism, which is filling of the Holy Spirit. We need to receive a filling of God's Spirit. So guys, at salvation, we said, you receive all of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't yet have all of you. In fact, we can have more of the Spirit, and the Spirit can have more influence in our lives. I want you to look at what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. He says this, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Greek, it literally means to be continually filled and refilled. And he used the example of, of getting drunk. Guys, you know that when you're intoxicated, you get drunk, it changes the way you, you, know, you think and what you do, and then eventually the buzz ends when you get sober. In many ways, that's how it is when we experience the filling of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit, and he influences our mind and our hearts, but eventually we leak. Now, this isn't the Spirit's problem. This is actually our problem. Now, let me actually show you how this works here. We got a little demonstration here that David did for us. Thank you, David. So guys, I want you to imagine that this container is us, okay? This is us, and we are filled with these orange ping pong balls. This, for instance, is your sin. Uh, this, for instance, is jealousy. This one here is fear and insecurity. These are the things that you struggle with, and these are the things that the Bible calls your flesh. And what happens is, is that your flesh is at war with your spirit. In fact, here's what Paul says in Romans. He says, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. 
So, so what happens is, is that you are at war with your flesh. And so you're struggling with pornography and you're thinking, I, I can fix this myself. Or, you know, you're struggling with your insecurities. You know, I can have a better self-image. But the truth of the matter is, we can't. We actually need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is when we first come to know Jesus, we actually experience the filling of salvation. And then as we start to submit our sins to God, as we confess those sins to God, he actually starts to transform us. He starts to change us. And we experience him transforming our lives. And instead of having more flesh and more about us, we actually have more of God's Spirit in our lives. And what happens is God is in the process of transforming us from the inside out. And we are no longer influenced by the flesh. We're influenced by the Spirit. Now here's the truth, guys. We're always going to struggle with this. This is a daily battle that we fight every single day of our lives. But it's not a battle that we have to lose. It's a battle that we can actually find victory in. In fact, when we are experience the filling of the Spirit of God, it comes into us and, and we can experience just peace and joy. In fact, when you have a worship night experience, it's like you're just kind of flowing in the spirit of God. But then the next day you get a text message from, from someone and all of a sudden you're filled with anger again because you're upset. You're, you're filled with rage or maybe you're struggling with your lust and you don't know exactly how to handle that. And when those moments happen, guys, this is why we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit because when we leak, we need to say, Jesus, will you forgive me? Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. And what happens is as we receive more and more of the Holy Spirit, what happens? The sin no longer owns us at a root level. We still fight it. We still battle it. But look, it doesn't have that same power over us. Day after day, week after week, year after year we can start flowing in the power of the Spirit. And what happens is we start to overflow on other people. We can actually take the love and the joy that we're experiencing from, from the power of God, from the Spirit of God, and it overflows in our family members in our communities. That's why we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's more of Him and less of us. So can I ask, which baptism do you need today? Remember, that was the question I told you to hold on to. It's time to take it out of your, your pocket. Which baptism do you need to experience from the Holy Spirit? Is it that first baptism at salvation where you need to say, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus where he transforms me from the inside out and makes me new, fills me with his spirit? Or maybe it's that I need to now focus on going through the waters of baptism. Now that I have a relationship with Christ, I can now get baptized and say, I'm identifying with Jesus. And, and I'm going public with my faith. And you know, you can sign up for spring baptisms and a little bit later. Or maybe you're kind of in this spot where you're still kind of wrestling with the flesh. And, and you're struggling with sin. You're struggling with temptation. Maybe you're struggling with fear right now. And you need a fresh filling of God's spirit to give you hope, to give you life. Because there's more and more water. There's more and more life that the Spirit wants to give us. If you want to begin a relationship with Jesus today, wherever you're watching from, here's what I want to invite you to do. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And this is something, the, the words aren't magical, but it's simply an invitation. I want to give you words that your heart's already feeling right now. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I know that I need your Holy Spirit. 
I've been trying to do life my way and it's not working out anymore. So, so God, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit right now? I want to put my trust in Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. And as you fill me with your Spirit, God, would you push out self? Would you push out all of my insecurities, my sin and my fear? So I have more space for you. May there be more of you and less of me. But maybe you're here today and you've been walking with Jesus for a long time and you feel kind of stuck. And now God's inviting you for a fresh filling. Pray this prayer with me. Spirit of God, would you search me and know my heart? Would you test me and know my anxious thoughts? See if there's any offensive way in me and would you lead me in the way everlasting? So right now, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit bring up any sins or any brokenness that you need to confess to him so that he can give you a fresh filling of his spirit today. As you're confessing those things, say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me anew? Would you take the, the temptation's power away and sin's power away so that I can now have my eyes fixed on you, Jesus? Would you give me joy? Would you give me life? Would you give me hope? Would you fill me so that I can overflow on the world all around me? In the mighty and awesome name of Jesus, amen.